Lads, I'm confused. Oh, for a change. I'm confused. We <laughs> promised our listeners, our faithful and loyal listeners, one episode a month this year. And you know, lads, it's May now. Uh, so at the start of this episode, I really wanted to, to do a good chat on how magic the month of May can be. Uh-huh. But then I looked back at the release dates of our previous episodes. And I could be wrong here, but it looks like we already released a May podcast. May the 1st, to be exact, lads. Luke, you might double check that for me. I wouldn't. I couldn't be right here. Could I? Have we already released? No, it's correct, but I, I, I have our back there on a technicality. Oh, yeah. We oh, yeah. have recorded one episode each month. We recorded, I think we actually stayed in that episode on the date of recording, 25th of April or or whatever it was. Uh, okay, so, so if, we we record, if we recorded in April, why didn't, why didn't we release it in April? <laughs> oh, because I'm flat out. <laughs> he was ready calendar. for you today, Karen. He was ready. He I'm was flat coming. out like a snake's belly. I, I'm just, I have no time. Luke's getting immensely hard to catch in this pod. I feel like through the years of doing this and catching him, Round every corner. He's now he's covering every base. I wonder does he spend twelve hours before our recording going? What could they possibly say to me? <laughs> he does a warm up before. <laughs> he's like, these you boys are not catching me out today, huh? <laughs> well, you tried to shame me there. I know, I'm flat I'm, out, and I'm I proud am, of it. Do you know? I'm sorry, Luke. Well, I'm half sorry. Do you know? But I, I had to bring it up. I had to bring it up partly to, to, to correct the record for our listeners, and partly to stand up for poor Mihal who took a shellacking. Mm. Not to be confused with a bollocking. A which? A shellacking? Although, although they do mean pretty much the same thing. But Mihal took a shellacking, or is it a shellacking? Shellac. I, I like shellac. Shellacking. Well, Mihal like took shillelagh. a shellacking from Luke last month about the lack of streets in his Mihal on the street segment. <laughs> yeah, he did. Deserve, ridiculous. Deservedly ridiculous. so. Let's remind the listeners of what happened. This is an easy way to go out in the streets and get a few box pops. So I got sure, yeah, yeah, to yeah, tell yeah, us yeah, about yeah. their highlights. I'm not, uh, I'm not hearing a whole load of like traffic noise or horns. There or was lots of traffic any, anything noise. On the streets. <laughs> See, I'm in, in, fact, I'm in radio I, now, Luke, so <laughs> I can really uh, mute all those outside noises and I can but just get a really You don't think I can spot that a mile away? I run a recording studio. <laughs> I, I have an awful funny, sneaky suspicion that those weren't actually recorded on the streets at all. And my ears are so well tuned at this stage that I, I reckon I can actually guess. What that streets they were some on. Some of those were recorded. <laughs> yeah. Some of those were recorded both backstage and in the foyer of the Hawkswell Theatre. Would I be wrong? I'm not blushing and I'm not saying a thing. No. <laughs> Last time I checked, there's no streets inside the Hawkswell Theatre. But anyway, okay. Oh, Luke. So me. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Before Rory we go can. any further in this segment, uh, before we rip Mihal anymore, which I'm all for, lads, we all just take your hands off the feckin' mic stands because I can I can edit it out when you say stupid stuff, but I can't edit out all the bumps and noises that you're going to create by touching it. So just keep your hands keep your hands to yourselves. Anyway, on with abusing Mihal. Mihal, you obviously took um, this shellacking um, from Luke into account when you decided where to record this month's Mihal on the streets. Yes, the streets of New York. Can you not hear the beeps in the background? <laughs> I was genuinely going to edit them in. I was saying that to Luke the last day. I was actually going to edit them in just to fucking spite you. <laughs> just to spite you. It but has got I so actually... hostile in this room. It has got so hostile <laughs> no, in the see, I have no problem with you two boys, even though Karen's kind of putting me in the corner now today, but it's this 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we are pointing at Luke for our listeners. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's who I have the problem with. Uh, thank, you. Right. thank you. Thank you very much. Wow, well, I've I think... cultivated that reputation. <laughs> <laughs> Is a shellacking not what people get done when they get their nails done? That's shellac, yeah, but like shellacking, I would think of rocks baiting together. Is that not shellacking? Where did you come? Where did you find the word? Uh, I, I, I don't know. Year, I've heard it years ago, and actually, a friend of mine said it to me yesterday morning at a football pitch. He said, uh, "We got an awful shellacking from a team there last week." <laughs> I've and never so I was, heard I, was uh, I was, I suppose, uh, enthused by that. And okay, I very figured good. I had the right meaning for my word. It's, a, it's an unbelievable word, isn't it's it? A great, a sh- shellacking. It is, it's a shellacking. It sounds like what it is. It's a clash. Yeah, it's not a shellacking. Actually, it's definitely not a shellacking. It's a shellacking. Okay, yeah, clash is. Is that what it is? Is that what we're saying? It's it's a it's a it's a or is it a hammering? It's a hammering, or yeah. you know, either on the football pitch or a verbal hammering, or possibly a physical hammering. I don't know. Can I look up the definition while we're here? Yeah, you certainly can. In the meantime, Luke will do the thing where he puts the elevator music on. Shellacking, defeat or beat decisively. Ooh, wow. so it is. It's not. That's like a, so a, it's an actual, That's it's a, a proper. It's a ha- they got hammered. Yeah. Or or. Uh, varnish with shellac. So everyone's right. That's the nails. Moving on. Well done. <laughs> well, Michal, I mean, did you feel like you had a sh- that Luke gave you a shellacking last time? I mean, yeah, I was right back into the corner, and okay. I had absolutely okay. nowhere okay. to go. Okay. Did I take it on board? Did I? <laughs> <laughs> Let's hear this one's me all on the streets. Talking to your average Joe's a random question he will pose. What he'll ask, one never knows. What's your favorite movie? Savory or fruity? Do you like a sushi? Oh. It's me, whole on the. My lads, what's the crack? Streets. Oh. Luke, Rory, Kieran, we're on the cold hard streets of the Hawksville again. I'm a Cloda. Cloda's one of the MCs. Cloda, how are you? Fabulous. How was tonight? Great. It went smoothly. What's the hardest thing about being an MC for these teenage teams? Getting on the stage. <laughs> and who was your favourite performance tonight? Orla, the person standing beside me. Orla. <laughs> what did you sing tonight? I sang No Good Deed from Wicked, as Kieran Quinn calls it, one of the hardest songs he's ever had to learn. <laughs> if you were going, you're obviously in Leaving Cert now, you're moving on. Would you ever consider doing a bit of MC and after? I'd have to be getting paid. <laughs> <laughs> How much is Kieran paying you? Diddly squat. Diddly squat. Claude, are you on anything? I think we're getting a feature on his Instagram, but that's the yeah. biggest thing possible. <laughs> hey, that's priceless. Uh, Orla, who's your favourite performance tonight? Oh, I don't know. There were so many good ones. Um, like, I would say my shot, but I was, like, partially in that one. So I can't say that one. So I'm going to say uh, I Dreamed a Dream by Lana Nani. Who performed in that? Anna and Alani. Uh, Ali and Alana. Ah, Dave Flynn, what's the story? <laughs> Who was your favourite performance tonight? All of them, naturally. I just want to ask, is this Mihal on the streets now or is this Mihal backstage pretending to be on the streets? <laughs> it's Mihal on the streets. <laughs> Dave ah, is on the streets. Perfect. Oh, Dave Flynn has your number. Quick I, as lightning as well. I don't mean to um, to join Luke on this bandwagon, oh, Michal, right? Because I am absolutely... No, come like, on. There's loads of room on my bandwagon. Shut <laughs> <laughs> on. Right, well, I'll take the seat there for a minute beside it. The, okay, the last time 
I, it felt like you at least moved around the space. <laughs> this time, it sounds like you parked yourself in one section of a corridor, and people that passed you, oh, you just kind of shouted at them. <laughs> That's the pull that this podcast has now. People are just attracted to me. It's like, is that me all from me all on the streets? Is that him? So I don't need to do. I don't need to go looking for box boxes anymore. No, you don't no. even need to go on the streets. Uh, nah. <laughs> Well, Michal, it's lucky you brought up the Teenage Team Nights because we have three special guests from the shows on their way to the studio here for a quick chat with us. But first, before the guys arrive, Luke, you wanted to say something. Yeah, I thought that uh, since, you know, Michal has a segment and Rory has a segment and Kieran, you you, you bring your, your bits every week, that maybe it might be nice for me for a change to have a little bit of a... Kieran a does bring his bits every single week. Hmm? <laughs> he brings his bits with him every week. Like. <laughs> well, I hope so, because if they're not with him, I'd worry about where they were. But, um, I thought it might be nice to highlight some issues. Yeah, sure. You know, raise a bit of awareness, do a good deed. Good man, So okay, great. this month, I'd like to just chat a little bit about dyslexia. Oh, brilliant. That'd yeah? be me. You're dyslexic, Roy, aren't I you? I certainly am. Yeah. Um, have you ever... Have you ever kind of, you know, read a word wrong because you're dyslexic? Luke, this happens all the time. Sometimes you read a word, or you learned a word when you were a kid, you say it wrong your whole life. So Just you, the way it is. you would be prone to maybe mispronouncing Just words the whole time. because you're dyslexic Absolutely. sometimes. And I w- certainly wouldn't want anyone to point it out on a large scale. Because that'd be kind of bullying a little oh, bit, wouldn't it? that'd be fierce bullying. Yeah, that'd be, that'd be kind of targeting you. Sing that'd be, be nasty. Terrible. Right, I have a little clip. Oh, I hate that so much. I want it easy. Just... Do you remember? Uh, do you remember? I have some shout outs as well. And, oh, yeah, go on. And some mix um, yeah. to get to. But first of all, I want to ask you do you remember where uh, or when uh, um, a Sligo podcast, popular Sligo podcast, right. took the piss out of you and not used the word right? Oh, yeah, yeah. Remember that? Yeah, I remember it, man. Sure, I fucking... I used to slap myself at night and everything, cry yeah. in the shower the whole lot. It was terrible, wasn't it? It was awful. An awful, And it kind of set them up. Right? Oh, don't tell me that they were hiding in plain sight. You know, it, it glass set, house, is this? Kind of set them up for oh. a fall. Oh, they were living in a glass house throwing stones, were they? They were. So yeah. I'm going to play a little... Were uh, they? I'm going to play a little clip, right? Yeah. And this is a little clip of... Um, it's from the Karen Gordon um, interview. Okay. On In the Lamplight. Yeah. And here are Luke, uh, Rory and Michal. Mm-hmm. And it's Rory... It makes the mistake. Oh, brilliant. Are you ready? I wish it was Luke, but okay. Yeah. Right, sitting here in studio at Grange <laughs> with uh, the wonderful Karen Gordon. Yay! Yay! Hey, exactly. Uh, Kieran Quinn is not here because he hates musicals and he's... Uh, yeah, he gave us like a reasonable <laughs> excuse, but to be fair... No, he, well, he gave you an excuse, did he? He gave me... Uh, yeah, I'm not going to go into it, but it sounded reasonable, but also way too coincidental to the fact that it's a musical oh! kind of base. What did Rory say? Coincidental. Coincidental. Well, isn't that so funny? <laughs> the educated shower shit. <laughs> What's the actual word? Coincidental. Kendi? Yes, indeed it is. But in Rory's world, oh, it is coincidental. Look at me, I'm Luke and Rory back in here. Lot of shit. Oh well, now how the turns have tabled. How the turns have tabled. <laughs> I have been saying now. coincidental forever. <laughs> now, to yeah, no fault of yours. Oh, no, not, right? not at all. Couldn't be my fault. But I'll say this. when, Because obviously <laughs> our listeners know we went at them a couple of months ago. We alluded to the fact that they did not know how to use the word lewd. Uh, although <laughs> we didn't mention them because, you know, we're like, but they came right back and they didn't come after me. They came after you. And I will not stand That's by and watch anybody coming after uh, my Rory. That is low level I stuff. Low level, <laughs> cruel. Below the belt stuff. Flinging around accusations like that. Pure, 
miscreant bullying, ah, horrible no. behaviour. Terrible. And I, I just like you know to say, Luke, we'd never do that. Yeah, look, just I, I'm not giving this the time of day. No, we rise no, above it. No, we are I really better. like that about us. We're bigger and we're better. You know what else I really like about our podcast? What's that? Is that we can do it all in-house and we would never have to, you know, send our recordings to another studio or somebody else for, you know, hum or noise removal because we bought two fancy new microphones that we don't know how to feckin' use. God damn it, the fuck! Um, excuse me, no. Right. <laughs> right, Point made. That's my bit. Right. So Luke's bit is now apparently starting turf wars. Right, very good. No, 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 it's raising awareness about the issues. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry, yes, of course, of yeah. course. Well, at least, lads, we got a new uh, bio for our social media. In the lamplight, educated shower shit. shit. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Let's hear these chats. We are sitting here with Alana Donahue and... Uh, Annie Buick, which is what I said a minute ago until Annie told me that that, that was, was the incorrect way to pronounce <laughs> no, her surname. So do you want to okay. tell her? That was okay, was it? Yeah, that was okay. Do you want to, you, but just to be doubly sure, you tell yeah. everybody the correct way to pronounce your surname. M- Miss Annie Buick. Oh, Miss. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Sorry. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I you Well, you've added it. You can't take it back Whoops. now. I have that recorded, so. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Threat? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we're fresh off the back of your Teenage Theme Night Showcase. Mm-hmm. Uh, your theme is musicals. Yeah. Um, how are you feeling? Are you are you a little bit sad. emotional, sad? Yeah, yeah. a bit yeah. sad. Kind of like the memories are so good and mm. then they're over. You won't be doing another one next year. Yeah, mm. and it's coming at a time when everything's ending. So you're just, you know, emotional about everything, really. Yeah. So, yeah. But it was really good. It was so fun. So it's bittersweet. Mm. Bittersweet. It was a great show. And you could really see that you were all just having a blast up there. I think that's one of the nicest things about the Teenage Team Nights when you watch them as an audience member is you can really see that you're all friends and you're all pulling for each other. And Mm. it's this lovely, Mm. positive vibe that just uh, washes off the the stage. Um, You've probably had a little bit more of a unique journey through your Teenage Team Night um, career than most because when you started uh, we were in the midst of the whole COVID thing mm, yeah. so you've been a part of the the online Teenage Theme Nights and you've been a part of the the full on stage in the model or in the Hawkswell Teenage Theme Nights talk to me a little bit about that progression and how it, what was the state of the world when you had your first <laughs> Teenage Theme Night um, we were Back in school, I think. Yeah, quite yeah. chaotic. Mine was yeah, recording yeah. it, and then you would mess up a small bit, and then you'd have to do it again. Yeah. And then you'd mess up again, and then you have to do it again. Yeah. Then you've got ten recordings of the same song, and then your voice is gone, and you're yeah. like, uh Yeah. And Kira's giving you emails like, <laughs> "I need the song. <laughs> like, I don't have Wi-Fi good enough for yeah. this. I have to send it in ten. And yeah, but I'm I'm the same. I'm, per- I'm a perfectionist, so I was never happy with it Mm. and like even then trying to record like a backing track and organize that it was good experience but um i don't think i'll be applying it you know (laughs) what was the theme of your first teenage team night your first online teenage team night can you remember was it names names? names yeah okay so every song had to have the name of was the name of a person a person Mm. so like the title had to be a person's name so mine i did patricia yeah Um, yeah i did grace yeah yeah what was my mind was Florence Patricia by Florence and the Machine. Mm. That was my song. Yeah. 
And I yeah. just completely changed the melody of Grace, which I've I've learned in. Is that is that Grace the song Grace, which has become like incredibly popular in the last few years? The Grace just hold me. Yeah, in. yeah, that yeah. One. yeah. Where did the popularity of that song come from in the last few years? Because that has exploded. Like, do you think? Yeah, it is. Yeah. I get asked for that at every gig I play, and like, I don't yeah. know. Did you did you pick the song, or was it kind of picked for you? Or oh yeah, I picked it. Yeah. my family and I every once in a while would just spend a week listening to Irish ballads in the car. So I think we'd just gone through that phase again, and yeah, it's just it's a good sh- song to kind of. I suppose, I don't know, kind of show off your voice a little bit, but also yeah. just have a deeper meaning to the song. I think you were actually quite ahead of the curve there because it only really boomed in popularity after that. So mm. maybe it's... Maybe it was Maybe Annie. it was you performing mm, yeah. it at a teenage Definitely. theme night. It could have been. That, <laughs> I think know, it was. That's why the thing With took off. 50 views on YouTube definitely kind of <laughs> got me there. <laughs> and so uh, moving on then to your first experience doing a theme night Mm. on stage was it in the model or the Hawkswell or yeah the model model model, model was it yeah Yeah. and uh, so what kind of what kind of a state was the world in then Um, still kind of the same we had to wipe the mics with like a wipe and you had to chuck your mask off and throw it at your feet and then scramble to get on while you're trying to run off the stage because you're so freaked out by your performance did we I don't remember. I'd, yeah, I remember literally just going down to pick up my mask and yeah. like running off. Yeah. Because it and was it, the first like proper performance yeah, with an yeah. audience. And like loads of people come to it. Like all like friends come to it. it and was everyone's such like, a good a audience. Because we've done the theme nights the same night every time. Just without planning it. We've always yeah, ended up being there. We've been and the we had one. such a good audience that first time. I do think people were really, really excited to see a live show again. Mm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. There was cheering and whooping. You don't always get that, you know? Yeah. So. No, there, there definitely was a period of about six months after people were allowed back to things when audiences were just buzzing. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. we were denied that for so long. Mm. Um. You've both kind mm. of been through the mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. the musical theatre, performing arts uh, yeah. thing yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. as you grew up. So how did that come into play when it came to picking a song to do for a musical's theme night? I was like, I was kind of put off by the theme because I, if you'd asked me three years ago, I would have had a hundred songs, but all of a sudden I had to go through like my Spotify liked songs from 2018, you know, pull out things, but yeah. it actually kind of made me love them again. I think there was you know? two paths, like at the start, I know I was thinking of a big number, like, you know, you've got big musical numbers, mm-hmm. like you could throw in some dancing because me and Annie can both dance, you know, do like the whole, <laughs> like a choir <laughs> and everything. Yeah. And then it was just like Noah just sing a, yeah, uh, yeah. just a, like a straightforward yeah song that everyone knows. It's a, like it is a big one. Yeah. Well, we we were gonna go really really big with a, like a legally blonde number, mm-hmm. and then we FaceTimed each other. And we were like, "There's no way that yeah, that's we gonna had, be pulled we had together." In there too. Oh yeah. We had a lot of different options. Yeah, yeah. We had. Tick, what tick tick boom? Come to your senses was one oh, of them. Oh yeah, I love that one. But I knew people wouldn't know it, and it's quite like you know some songs are just storyline heavy. And we were talking about that, like Lamez. If you don't know Lamez, I mean, you've been avoiding it if you don't know. Yeah, it. some mm. a lot of the musical songs, they, they some of them nice songs though they are. They really, really rely on the context of the rest, yeah. the rest yeah, of the show. Exactly. Um, but you did settle on a. An absolute classic, a big mm, one. Yeah. Everybody knows. It's one of those musical songs that I think is just in, it's in the zeitgeist. It's like, um, you know, yeah. 
people who don't know musicals, they still know mm. the song will come out tomorrow. And there yeah. are just certain songs that people, everybody knows. And yeah, yeah. I Dreamed a Dream is one of those mm-hmm. songs and that is what you both settled on. So mm. how did you... Um, come to pick that did you fight about it uh, no I actually didn't we no. were on the same page yeah yeah because I made a list of like, a long classicals mm. yeah I had a lot of time apparently uh, classicals and then like kind of newbie ones from the last maybe two mm. or three years and um, I just sent it to Lana and just let her dwell on it and just yeah. had my ones my favourite ones and yeah I was kind of easy about it because I knew I liked I know I'd like whatever and it would yeah. be balanced. So when Alana said I dreamed a dream and then... Yeah, we just yeah. FaceTimed one day and was like, I think we should do this. And I was like, I was thinking of us doing, you know, like not a ballad, but like a slow, mm. like as you said, classic song. Yeah. So we're on the same page actually for nearly all of it. There was no... Yeah. It was kind of like, oh, I think we should do this. Yes, it's a great idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah just yeah. keep on adding to it. Yeah, exactly. And then it just kind of got bigger and more together. And yeah. who was singing who fell into place because yeah. Annie would sound way better on one part. Yeah. And I would sound like, all right, in the <laughs> other part. <laughs> We're just honest with each other. Yeah, like, yeah I no thought point. you did that really well, actually. Yeah. Divide the, which is, which I suppose feeds into another question I have that, you know, you had to sing together, but you mm. didn't pick a duet. And, you know the no. world of musical theatre is full of duets yeah. so what made you decide to take a solo song and an iconic solo song and turn mm. it into a duet and how did you go about the process of turning it into a duet yeah well so many duets are like romantic songs mm. and so you know I know two girls did um the the Disney the Frozen ones mm. and Love's oh. an, open an Open Door and like if you go with it it's okay. fine it's fun but mm. we were just like don't want to go with that. And then you found the yeah, duet I version. found um, Glee did a version. Don't tell Karen it was Glee. Because Glee is not a musical. Yeah, and no, I, it's not I a fall musical. very firmly down on the side of yeah, Glee is not a musical. It's not a musical, same. Uh, Sorry to the girls that did Love but Shack, but I, uh, Glee is not I a musical. I like elements of Glee. Like Glee, the song bits, I would totally say it's a musical, even though I, you know, it's an absolutely strange show. Yeah. I was a bit offended when Kieran got up. I was like, hello, okay. This but is our like the version. context of I Dreamed a Dream in Glee yeah. was completely different to ours. It was between like a mother and a daughter, which we're obviously not. Um, yeah, yeah. So we kind of put the original I Dreamed a Dream and the Glee and just like fused it together. Mm-hmm. So we added another verse in the Glee version that wasn't in. No, yeah. we added a verse from the original in the Glee version that wasn't in. Yeah, we yeah. took out the start mm. of the original where she's like, you know, she's talking. When I, kinda, yeah, yeah. The, there was a time when yeah, love da, 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 was blind. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we took that out and then we added in like like drums at the end and got the violins in. Yeah, the drums. Yeah. So that so who whose idea was the drums? Because that's that's a very mm. non Lemes thing. Because you know Lemes has percussion, but it doesn't have yeah drums. As so that's in the Glee version. It's in okay. the Glee yeah. version, and we made it very clear to Kieran we want yeah. the drums. Please, we were like we want please. this. We want it to build. We want the violins. Yeah, yeah. I mean it could have been really good just with vocals and piano but we just thought for the f- it was our big finale mm. like you know number so we wanted the full no it was nice because show. it it, it kind of gave it a bit of a contemporary mm. yeah. feel yeah. Uh, as well and you sang it in a kind of a contemporary style both of mm. you and you made a fantastic job with the vocals the Thank harmonies you. was that kind of from the, the Glee version yeah, as well yeah, yeah it was yeah and it was just kind of yeah. who's going to sing what 
Yeah. And, and we both tried. How are we going to do it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we kind of did auditions for each other. Yeah. And right. to see. Yeah. And it was very, very honest feedback. Yeah, it was so. very diplomatic. It was like, you go, I'll listen. Or yeah. we were nervous at the start. We wore, but, you know, we've known each other ages. So it didn't yeah. take long to kind of just. And you don't really want to sing something. You can't, like, really do it. Yeah. like the harmony that mm. Annie did at the end when we were singing together Oof, like yeah. that was a high note yeah and I tried I was like do you know what that is dodgy like you sing that I prefer to sing the other one yeah, yeah. and you She's sound like, yeah, so good on I the same I can't really do the other well. one I prefer this one so it worked really well yeah I mm. know your voices complemented each other really well and Thank you. you know they meshed well but you could nice. still to easily tell who was singing what part yeah, there was never yeah. any confusion right? yeah it was beautiful brilliant performance and we're going to have um we're going to play it for the, the listeners now in a few minutes. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, first, I, I want to ask you if you have any intentions of keeping going with the team nights. Would you like to get involved in the adult ones in, yeah. in the future? Will we be seeing you? Yeah, I'll be waiting for oh, I think our so, invite. Yeah. No. <laughs> if, I'm, if I'm here, wherever, yeah. wherever we'll be in the future, if mm-hmm. I'm here, yeah. Yeah. It's so fun. It's I definitely will. I want to do at least one. And then when you do one, you're kind of like, okay, I'll do the next one. And then I'll do yeah. the next one. So and yeah. I've done them cycle. now. So I'm I'm expecting my, my invitation, you know, yeah, to come back. And yeah. you've had your it's debut. a bug, you know, and it's very hard mm. to find another kind of like uh, that kind of family. Yeah. yeah. And everyone is so inviting. And it's such a range of like people from like different backgrounds, like people with theatre experience like yourself and people that are just singing in their kitchen, you know, we're coming out for mm-hmm. the first time. So I love that aspect of it. But amazing talent, like regardless of yeah. the background, there are like incredible performers on, on the teenage team nights and mm. uh, the adult team nights, be yeah. they kitchen or, or shower singers or, yeah. or trained singers or whatever. Yeah. It, yeah. Um, it never ceases to amaze me, the amount of unbelievably talented people that we have around. Mm-hmm. So what does the future hold for you both? As far as you can see, I know it's a bit ambiguous. You're both heading into your, yeah. your leaving cert now, which is yes. a lot of pressure. Yeah. Hopefully I'll be doing, studying something I actually enjoy. <laughs> Hopefully. Because I know some people aren't as lucky to find what they really like so early on in their life. And yeah. um, I'll probably be training a lot too. Mm. So what is your, what is your passion? What do you really enjoy? What do you want to pursue? Um, I love science, okay. so probably chemistry, medicinal chemistry, preferably. Okay, mm. it's like working, making drugs for people that are sick, <laughs> basically. Yeah. Okay, kind of pharmaceuticals, but more like yeah. the organic side of it. Yeah, but with yeah. a kind of a you know Breaking Bad style alternative yeah. career path. If that <laughs> yeah. if that doesn't really work if out, if it doesn't work, yeah, I know it's so funny. My mom always wants one of her children to be like in the arts, like to perform mm-hmm. and do everything. She's always like normally parents are trying to veer them off yeah. to more academic and we all want to do the academic and she's like no this way yeah. I want it to perform I want to go and see you on stage yeah. so it's well, funny absolutely nothing to stop you doing both yeah, yeah. So, that's true that's there you true. go and what about you Annie where yeah. do you see yourself my top two choices are UCD so I really love the societies there like they have the mus- musical society mm-hmm. or the drama society so that's my intention like I want to study English and I love that and that's where I see myself you know in 10 years but I'll always be performing in some light on mm-hmm. the side and yeah, wherever that goes. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have any set plan because I'm 18. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. You don't need a plan. No. It's fine. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I do hope we uh, we do see you both performing background Sligo very soon because you're both incredibly talented, brilliant Thank singers. Um, and so all the best with the leaving cert and whatever happens for you after that. But for now, we are going to let you both go, but we are going to come back and have a little listen later in the episode to you both singing your version of I Dream to Dream. Been a pleasure having you in. Thanks very much for coming. Thank, Thank you. you. Thanks.
Sean. Yes. Bonnie. How the hell are you? Pretty good. Happy it's to nice meet, yeah. to meet you. You too. Um, I've never come across you before, but I'm trusting Kier- Kieran's recommendation to talk to you. You seem like a good crack already. Well, look, it's happy to be here anyways. Yeah. yeah good man. <laughs> um, you've been doing the Teenage Theme Nights for the past year. You're only in transition year. How yep. many have you done so far? Three. And what were the themes for the last couple? So the first one I did was Songs from Your Childhood. That was a great theme. Great fun. And the second one that we did was One Word Wonders. Um, I definitely prefer the childhood theme. It was much more fun. But uh, anyways, they're both fun. And then we just finished uh, Musicals, the last one, just this weekend. Okay. And usually, like, from past experience, when when lads are being told that they're doing anything to do with musical theatre, they're a bit like, eyes up to heaven, this will be a load <laughs> of rubbish. What was, what was your take on it when they announced it? Well, uh, I, kinda, I knew from the very beginning, because I was on the committee that decided like what the themes were so I knew from since like October but um, I, I thought it was pretty cool because I, I'm a trumpet player so trumpet and musical songs that means a lot of a lot of parts for me so you know one way I was like oh let's go that'll be great fun but another way I was like oh, I'm gonna be exhausted by the end of the night and I definitely was you know by the end of the night it was 12 hours of rehearsals but oh, it was an amazing weekend yeah it was great fun Talk us through that Saturday. So you were in from Saturday at 12 o'clock, was it? In the well, no, I, w- I was in at about half two, actually. I was at 12 o'clock. I was rehearsing with the other lads, but like we were just doing it on our own to make sure we were ready <laughs> kind of thing. Um, but I was in the Hogsall about two o'clock, half two, and then about three o'clock, I started um, rehearsing the horn sectionals um, with Neve Crowley. Um, so we did that for probably about two hours, and then we went in on stage for the uh, band rehearsals. And did that for now, probably about another two. Yeah. That is a long ass day. It's how it was. And I was standing up the whole time. So any any chance I had to sit down, I was taking it. We need to give you a break. I'm, I'm going to get on to Kieran and Neve Crowley now. <laughs> give those boys a break. Um, the trumpet. You mentioned mm. you did the trumpet. That was kind of your baby for this theme night. You have done other things in other theme nights though mm. as well. I've been told you're a drummer. Uh, well, kind of. Like I, I, did, I drummed um, on... In my first theme night on two of my friends' songs, and that was my first time ever getting up on stage with the drums. And it was literally just like he asked me, "Sean, do you want to learn drums for this song?" And like I've never had lessons or anything, so it was very, very kind of random. But it was great fun. Um, yeah, for drums are pretty fun to play, but I wouldn't really call myself a drummer. But I can, I can play a couple of songs. You front the band as well, have you? Uh, I have. I, I've sat, I've sung in a uh, in a kind of a rock metal band. Um, which was also great fun. Um, so yeah, I have sung a little bit as well. What do you prefer? Do you prefer being out front? Do you prefer being with the boys in the brass? Do you prefer working Ooh. with Neve Crowley? What's What's your favorite thing to do to theme night? I mean, I, I love playing trumpet. Trumpet is my is my main thing. I think definitely. Um, so playing brass and horn sections is is definitely my favorite. But I love. I don't mind singing at all. I love singing as well. So yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Kieran was telling me that there's a bit of an Italian influence in you, and you kind of <laughs> yeah. hinted at it when we came yeah, in the door yeah. as well. Um, does that have does that have a bearing on your musical influence? Like, is that what like would you be listening to Italian music your childhood, or what what kind of music do you listen to at home? Wow, that's a really really great question. Um, so. Like, my dad definitely had a big influence on what kind of music I listened to as a child, and in fact, for the the uh, childhood songs theme night uh, in October, I picked a song that I got to know because of my dad's taste in music. Uh, and my dad is, is the Italian um, influence. Um, but 
he he wouldn't really have listened to that much Italian music as a kid, so I never really listened to that much um, Italian music, and I've gotten a little bit more into it now and re- recently. Um, but but you know, music wise, I, I I would I wouldn't say um, Italy has a big big uh, influence on me. So it's not going to be the next teenage theme, no. Italy. Italian yeah, music. Oh, that would be classic. Music, wouldn't it? It'd be so <laughs> I think needs to start writing all these <laughs> no, kind no, of I'm ideas I'm going to suggest that now. Um, my last question for you. Um, if it's not Italian, if it's not an Italian theme for the next one, what would be the dream theme to do in a teenage <sighs> theme like? Jesus. I was actually talking about this to some people on the weekend. Like, what are we going to do next year? Uh, oh, I have absolutely no idea. That's a crazy question. Um... <laughs> That's you, okay. you should have asked me like a few hours ago. That's I okay. Some time to think about it. I'll come back to you. I'll come All back right, to right. you. Um, yeah. So I suppose when we were doing the teenage theme nights, that was kind of our only outlet. Like we didn't really have anything else music wise in Sligo. Like I'm only gone about six years, but mm. in school there was never really an influence or an emphasis on it. I mean, in your school now, is there a bit of an em- emphasis on music or like how do you practice? Do you you go to Neve Crowley? I assume. Yeah, so I mean, I also play in the Sligo Academy of Music, so Neve Crowley in the orchestra, and uh, with Martin Moser in uh, the jazz orchestra. So I definitely practice them. And then in my school, there's also like quite a quite a big culture of music. I think we have a lot of musicians. That's also where my rock slash metal band started with my friends from school, and uh, we had tutors from Music Generation come in to help us. So definitely in school and outside of school, like in Sligo in general, I think the music culture and scene is just like so good and Sligo Jazz Project is another example it's just like it's just fantastic everywhere yeah Are you involved in the jazz this summer? Yes I definitely am can't wait <laughs> looking cool, forward to it cool, yeah. cool. Um, Moving forward do you see yourself being a musician so you, you've, you're kind of doing you're not doing the normal education way that a lot of Irish yes, people yeah, are yeah. at the minute so we would have done a junior start you're actually doing your GCSEs and yes. we'll go on to do your A levels yeah. When you go on to do your A-levels, do you see yourself pursuing music as a career? Is that a dream? Is that something that you plan on doing? Or do you have any idea as a transition you're student right now? Um, I think, honestly, it could be because, like, I just, I love playing music, like, uh, so much. It's just, it's amazing. Um, so I think, I think I'll see where I'm at, kind of, in in, in two years when I, when I'd been sixth year. Um where I'm at and and if I feel like if I feel like going to maybe music college or something like that would is is an option then then I then I definitely will consider it um yeah it's just kind of see where see where the next two years take me and uh yeah play it by ear kind of the teenage theme night is the perfect base for that isn't it oh yeah to kind of feel your way and see what music you're into as well like I'm sure there's a lot of teenagers that would have done that with you on Saturday and Sunday and they might necessarily have thought they liked the musical theatre genre or they might have found a different style or they might have realised, I actually don't like that way of music, I might go and do another way. Um, Going back, this is my final question, I promise. Um, On Saturday and Sunday, what was your performance? What was your main piece? Because you were on the stage a lot for a lot of songs, Mm. but what was your favourite piece to perform in? My favorite piece was definitely um, "Everybody Needs Somebody." I performed it with uh, Lorcan and Ethan Southcombe. I they also go to school with me. Um, it was just it was just so fun to be honest. Like uh, we we did it both nights, obviously. And the first night we improvised the entire thing pretty much. We all wore suits, and the, I was not aware of this plan until about 
an hour before the show. <laughs> so Lorcan said to me, Sean, can you wear a suit? So I was like, all right. So I went home anyways and I found some sort of a outfit and uh, we all wore suits and fedoras and glasses and it was great crack. And we just danced around the stage and um, uh, yeah, it was great. And the audience loved it. And uh, the second night again, same thing, and we we ended up finishing with the song because uh, yeah, it was just so much fun. Oh, it so, hit yeah, home definitely. so well, and I think that was like you were having such unbelievable crack on the stage that <laughs> translated right into us big time. Um, the ones that you weren't involved in, or maybe you were you were involved in, but you were more towards the back of the mm-hmm. brass section. What was your favorite one to kind of see from the back of the stage and performing? Probably Wicked uh, or La Devlin, because uh, it was just extraordinary. Like it was just amazing like um the trumpet part was actually quite difficult um and so uh, but we did have quite a lot of rests so like when we were playing it was difficult but during those rests i was really just like sitting back and while counting trying to to just take in like orla singing because it was just extraordinary and the the lighting as well like the green lights was just setting the 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 vibe perfectly it was really really great show and uh neve crowley she kind of gave you lots of weeks to prepare for that song didn't she (laughs) (laughs) um i'm trying to think how many hours did she give you (laughs) she she gave us probably about seven minutes to to go over that we went over it once fast it was a disaster so we went over it once slowly and then it was while we were doing it slowly and and trying to get the hang of it slowly that kieran came in and was like right lads you're up for the actual rehearsal so we like we barely rehearsed the song but Look, it sounded great in the end anyway. Shawnee boy, you absolutely smashed it, as did all the teenagers. Thank you so much for coming on to the Thanks for having me. You're the man. Cheers. Savage interview there, lads, with the teenage. That's the thing I like about this teenage group. And I think it's the thing I like about this um, idea, Karen, that you've put together. It builds confidence in these young people. I think you can hear that there when they're talking. So it's fabulous. Quinner. Your teenage team nights, how did it go for you? Oh, it was brilliant, Rory. We're we're sort of a week a week on now. Uh and it was a savage weekend, I must yeah. say. I must say. Um there's something about the energy that teenagers bring. It's completely different to any other age group. Um, because it's hard to get it out of them. It's 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 they're a really hard age group sometimes to 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 bring out of themselves, which means that when they do it's special. Yeah, for sure. And and we saw lots of that uh, in the Hawksville last weekend, I feel. It was lovely to see the volume of people involved because that's something we've had to work hard on since COVID because unlike the adults, the teenagers just move on. And, yes. And so you miss a few years and it's a whole new group of teenagers who haven't heard about it. So that was great. Like it was back to the big days of a big a big string section, a big horn section, having Neve involved, having the band involved. And uh I think the six-years especially got a huge buzz out of it and it's lovely to send them off because um, it was a really special group of six-years, actually. I mean, we heard Annie and Alana, um, you know, the likes of Sam Purcell, Johannes Kavanagh, as, you know, brilliant, brilliant young musicians and lots of lots of amazing singers too. So it was lovely to send them off with a really good show and I was delighted. Yeah, it, it, you know, it's funny uh, you mentioned the size of the, the band and the, the standard of the musicians was through the roof. But Luke, how did you find... So for anyone who doesn't know, Luke um, was the sound engineer for the two live shows. Uh, how did you find operating the sound on that show? Uh, 
all I'll say is I love going into the Hawkswell and doing a comedy gig where it's one of my phone and a fire safety announcement. Uh, I look, you had a busy day on Saturday, Luke. It's a busy day. Yeah. It's it's not so much operating the show is not operating the show is fine. It's it's setting up a show of that scale in in one day. Like that's you know I think we were topped out at forty one channels, which is a lot of channels of audio and. That, that, you know, that's a lot of running cables and mic stands and stuff on the stage. And, you know, everybody has their jobs. Like, uh, you know, Kieran has a job and, and Rory has a job. And that is your job as the sound engineer. And you kind of... There's not a whole pile of, of help you can get with that until maybe everybody else has finished their stuff. But everybody's busy. But um, I enjoy it, though. I enjoyed it. It was a great day. The, the buzz from the teenagers was great. It's kind of different being in there... With, with a gang of teenagers rather than a gang of adults. The vibe is is, is different. Um, I didn't know you were a teenager, Kieran. You're not looking well. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's besides the point. Um, but uh, no, it was, it was a good day. Um, operating it on the second night, much better. Because on the first night, I was nearly still mixing some things as the show was up and running. Got in there on the second day, five o'clock and had a couple of hours to sit with the desk and just relabel things and, and make some tweaks and you know so second night was it's something we've done with the adult nights over the years is that we've given ourselves a bit of breathing space regarding the get in yeah, yeah. Um, which has been brilliant recently uh, I think it's probably something we have to look at maybe next year in terms of the teenage nights because it was uh, especially now that they're back big yeah. last certainly year on that scale thing, in the Hawks and it wasn't well, quite you know, as big yeah. but this year it was big and hopefully next year it'll be big again so yeah we'll, uh, Michal you were, you were there on the Saturday night mm. what's your make of Excellent. Oh, good. Probably the best in years. Yo! Since, in my opinion, since, anyway. Since you were involved, Michal. Yeah, fact. Yeah. Our year was unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, like even Emer's year was good as well in 2019. Um, I've enjoyed them consistently throughout the years. Like over the last six years, I've definitely been to one a year, but this year the standard was through the roof. Like there was probably 10 performances that you would have walked away and just said 10 out of 10. Couldn't sure. have done any better. Yeah, yeah. And song choice was so important this time. Like... Um, Orla Devlin did that song from Wicked, No Good Deed. And it was introduced. Don't and I get was like, come on. I was like, no way is she going for that. Because, like, I've seen it live and I've seen professional singers do it on the West End or the Borgosh Energy Theatre. And, like, you look at them and you think, will they get there? And I was thinking, right, Orla, go on. Like, we have you. Like, we're really getting behind you. But are you able for it? Was she, she, she able was for it, lads? Amazing. She was incredible, unbelievable. Like, the, like, and I don't mean <clears> to single anyone out, and I won't. Like, there was so many really great performances in it, and it was great. But Orla Devlin's one, I was sitting on the lighting desk, uh, and we were doing a bit of sound checking before the show on the Saturday. So we got in Saturday morning, set up the lights. hadn't I hadn't heard a whole pile of music. I was in my own lighting world or whatever. And I think as I sat down to start programming in lights with Shane, the uh, the other engineer that was there. Uh, Orla came out and had a go at her song and Shane turned around to me and he goes we have to go green for this and I was like yeah bubbly kind of uh, the lights should be kind of bubbling or whatever and it's so easy to get motivated to do your very best work when someone like Orla comes out and delivers one of the biggest musical songs you can do and the most complicated it's so complicated it's such a actually did a cracking job so I'm glad you brought her up because but it was complicated as well like it was complicated vocally but for everyone else around like even Neve Crowley was chatting to me after and she was like I only give the the horns their section at like 12 o'clock that day or something on Saturday yeah Yeah. that is ridiculous to pull that out I was glad I was not in that band 
yeah. for that number. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no, but there many... were so many. There were so many performances. I just took Orla just because. Yeah, yeah. Top can, of the line can somebody tell me this though? Educated shit though I am, I'm not educated enough. <laughs> Can somebody please tell me how Glee is a musical? <laughs> That's another thing. <laughs> That's a whole other Home category. off the stage. Eggs the stage left with that idea because that is <laughs> the biggest load of muck. <laughs> Glee now, is fairness, not a musical. In fairness, though, I am so glad you included that. Great song. Brilliant performance. Glee's not a musical. And that's what the MC, kind of what the MC said before um, on that song. The MC, I can't remember who it was at the time, but they came out and they were like, uh, it was Cloda oh, said it. Cloda, yeah. she was saying about um, these teenage teen nights, one of the best things about them is when someone comes out and does something unexpected. But I think another thing, and it's kind of close to that, is when someone comes out that you have no idea what they're going to be like. You kind of think this Emer girl is going to come out and she's all shy and she's all like, yeah. and she comes out and puts in that performance. So this like, song was Love Shack and the, mm. the, the way this got in was because Catherine, whose choice it was, Catherine and Noah. Noah, lads, on the bass. Yeah. Oh, oh, the coolest yeah. dude in the world. <laughs> the coolest dude. He was, you were trying to feed off him and he yeah. was in a world of on. He yeah. didn't want to know about you whatsoever. <laughs> he was grooving. Yeah, he was what grooving. a cool dude. So it was Noah and then Catherine. Um, the way it worked was that each they, they had to pair up because there was too many six years for a song each. So they had to pair up. So Catherine and Noah um, decided to do Love Shack. And in fairness to Catherine, Catherine is uh, Catherine believes she can't sing. Yeah, sure. And so she has gone through her whole teenage team night career without singing a, a melodic note. So she did Where's Me Jumper. She did Park Life. Yeah. Where, and so she said, Karen, any chance? Any chance? From Glee. Go on. Sure, any chance. Sure, and love sure. Shaq, lads. Ooh. Love Shaq. You can't turn it down. To keep, to keep in, in theme of that kind of spoken word, shouty music. That, yeah. Like, you know, Where's My Jumper is that? And uh, like all those songs you mentioned there. I think you had to. Yeah. So, and yeah. Do you know, lads, I'm going to reveal something very special on the podcast today that <gasps> in 1999... Uh, that song is a very special uh, place in my heart. In 1999, I won a T-shirt in a dancing competition in Australia for dancing to that song. There please, please, no! tell me please tell me there's footage. Is That's the beautiful thing about doing all of these things in the 90s, lads. There is no footage. No way. <laughs> and were you the only person dancing in it? No. Do you have the T-shirt the still? I kept it for as long as I could, Michal, but it eventually started to disintegrate. Okay. That's 24 years ago. <laughs> but I won a t-shirt as in a dancing competition sorry what kind of dancing freestyle grooving <laughs> <laughs> grooving freestyle yeah, but it got me in line there's dances no there's no rules <laughs> who decided on the theme for the teenage theme night the teenagers do do you have any say whatsoever obviously not that it was musicals but uh, I, I can veto but yeah generally I don't um Okay. Uh, yeah, there was a big fight this year because if it's done, if musicals is done now, it can't be done again until everyone who's currently in fourth, fifth, and sixth year are gone. Sure. So that means the fourth and fifth years mm. didn't get a proper go at musicals because usually the fourth and fifth years would get to choose a song each. 
So there was a bit sure. of tension over that. That but, is annoying as a fourth and fifth year. But the year sixth years, the sixth years uh, stuck to their guns and they were adamant they wanted musicals, which is fair enough. They get the choice each year. And Jesus. that's just life. They have to life. just get creative about how to still do musicals and call it something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Musical yeah. magic. Yeah. My head has not been in this conversation since you moved it on there, Michal. I'm still thinking about Kieran dancing in that competition. Mm. I want a re- I, I want a recreation of that or something. <laughs> yeah, it's, a it's a podcast. It's a podcast, lads. We can find... We can find a stage to Wouldn't put you, you on. be surprised though if Kieran said, "Yeah, sure, I'll do a recreation." Stood up and was just an unbelievable dancer. I uh, know the hips not what it was. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what were they? I think it's time for Rory recommends, lads. You. If your life is feeling grey, like a dull and cloudy day, we can chase your blues away. Rory recommends you something to defend you from the boredom that offends you. Also fix your hairdo. It's Rory recommends. Okay lads, so this recommendation this week is pretty short because we've had so many aspects to the podcast. I'm sure that there's listener fatigue if anyone's managed to last this long into the podcast. So it's pretty short. It's actually a recommendation for a a four-part TV show on Netflix, which... I love films, obviously, and I love when when people make well-made TV shows. This blew my mind as in like it's very rare that that happens it's very rare that there's a documentary that, that blows my mind to this level so and it's only four parts it's four parts they're 45 minutes each it's, lo- it's non-committal an hour and a half sitting for two nights over a weekend will get you through the whole lot lads it's unbelievable it's called Chimp Empire and it's on Netflix has any of you seen Chimp Empire? I've heard about it haven't seen it no No. okay lads Chimp Empire it's by uh, director James Reed. he's a UK director he directed uh the 2021 documentary for best documentary feature called My Octopus Teacher. I don't know if any of you heard about that either. That's also brilliant. This guy's unbelievable. But he spent 18 months with the Ngogo chimps in Uganda. The Ngogo chimps, they're the largest... um, they're the largest group of chimps that exist in the world at the minute but they split into two factions and they have the central group and the western group and it follows these monkeys I know it sounds or not monkeys sorry, the chimps is a, a big definition that they, they make a big point of pointing out the difference uh, in the show about that but if you want to have your mind blown about the animal kingdom it's three hours of some of the best television you will see I don't know how they do it but they make... I know, I guess chimps are pretty human-like anyway, right? Mm-hmm. But they make... Like, you you feel like these chimps are your friends or something. You know what I mean? And things happen to them and you're on the edge of your seat and you're like, no, that can't actually happen. It's so inconsequential to our human lives, but yet they make... They do it so perfectly. Uh, and I would say that uh, James Reid won a, a, an Oscar for his last documentary. I would say that there's a spate of awards coming for this. So do yourself a favour. If you get sick over the next little while and you need two days on the couch, or if you need to get away, if, so, if you know if Carnation Street is on downstairs and you hate Carnation Street and you have a TV upstairs, go and watch this. It's absolutely stunning. Four-part series isn't really going to do me two days on a couch, Rory, is it? That's true, Luke. (laughs) Rory, I have a question for you. Yeah. How long do you think it took um, the filmmakers to gather this footage? Would you have any estimate, any idea? I know the answer to this. Tell me. And so uh, the reason I know the answer to this is James Reid did a podcast with Joe Rogan recently where he spoke about all the bits and pieces that happened behind the scenes. But it's kind of broke that the question to that answer or the answer to that question. There's another one for Candy and Rebo there. <laughs> the, uh, the answer to that question comes in two parts. To film the footage, uh, they had two teams that went out. 
I worked in a shift. I worked on a shift pattern, uh, and they followed two uh, groups within this larger group. That took them eighteen months, eighteen solid months of filming. But the overall project took them eight years. Jay, that would want to be worth it. Oh well, like I mean, that's the thing. It is. So, like, I, I, I listened to that. Uh, I actually listened to the podcast before I watched the TV show, right? That's actually how I... So, Rory, uh, James Reed comes to you and says, Rory, I've got this project. We're following two bunches of chimps around their natural habitats in Africa. Yeah. Uh, you're, I want you on it. Yeah. 18 months. Yeah. Would you do it? Absolutely. Would you? Hundred. Like, I think th- that kind of shooting is once in a lifetime, right? And you can mend a lot of broken bridges after you get back. Mm-hmm. So you can say, I'm so sorry, but look what I made. And people, once you make it, people will understand why you went. Um, but you can't go and do that again once you've said no. So if he asked me right now, I'd be gone. Sorry, fellas. I'll bring you back flowers. Oh, we do, lads. You don't need to bring we us flowers. We have to get him on the podcast. I'm going to watch it, Roy. I'm going to watch it for, for one reason. I want to find out why they're called... The central group and the western group, as opposed to the western group and the eastern group, because that's not making a whole pile of sense to me at the moment. But that'll um, make. I uh, see. This is a beautiful thing about well-made films. It'll make total sense when you watch it. Yeah. And we you- will leave you with some music, as always, folks. Uh, here are two of today's guests: Annie Buick and Alana Donahue from Teenage Team Night Twenty Nine with "I Dreamed a Dream" from Les Mis. Hope you enjoyed our May podcast, or maybe it will be June by the time you get to hear it. I just don't know anymore. <laughs> Cheers, lads. <laughs> I mean, if you could see my face right now, if the <laughs> listeners could see my face. <laughs> oh, no. oh, you've upset him now. Childhood in its strong